0: the peter ship show well the most highly anticipated presidential debate in history is over and to me uh, the anticipation was more like a a huge uh highly promoted uh professional boxing match and you know Right away, right, as soon as the debate was over and I'm watching, CNN comes out with this poll that shows Hillary Clinton badly beating Donald Trump. And sometimes it's like you watch a prize fight. I thought that if this was like a prize fight, that the, the ref would have just basically stopped the fight, you know, probably in the first 20 minutes of this debate. I mean, I think that's how badly uh, Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton in this debate And then you see this poll coming out, supposedly, that Clinton uh, clobbered him. I'm like, what what debate were these guys watching that were in this rigged CNN poll? You know, kind of like, you know, you see a fight and there's a decision and it totally goes against what you observed in the ring. And you think, aha, the fix is in. And I think for CNN, the fix was not I mean, they badly wanted Hillary Clinton to win this debate. And so I think Hillary Clinton was going to win this debate in this poll regardless. But I think anybody who objectively watched the debate is going to conclude that that Trump won. And, you know, I was pretty critical of Donald Trump's performance in the first debate. And while I didn't think this one was perfect, there's a kind of couple of things— I would have liked him to have said, but again, I'm armchair quarterbacking this from my living room. He's there in real time, uh, live with all the lights and the audience. But I think he did about as good as a job as probably he could have done. And I think he advanced his standing uh, in in this debate. But before I even get into the debate, I want to talk about the elephant in a room, which was the Access Hollywood tape that everybody is talking about it's all anybody talked about in fact it really led hillary clinton off the hook from a lot of things that otherwise would have been talked about with respect to uh, the leaks from her wall street speeches that bernie sanders uh, uh kept demanding that she release and in fact had she released them Bernie Sanders would now be the Democratic nominee, not Hillary Clinton. And obviously we would have had a very different debate. But I want to address this topic in a way that nobody else is addressing it. And, you know, I have mentioned it a bit on my Facebook page, and I've noticed that I've lost some Facebook fans as a result of my candor uh, with respect to this. But I am going to elaborate on what I'm saying in my defense of, of Donald Trump. And in defending Donald Trump, I am not defending what he said, right? I, the the words that he chose to use and the way he used them, there is no way to defend that, right? It's very crude language, and I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, this is this is great, right? I'm not defending what he said or the words that he chose to use in this private conversation. What I'm going to do is I am going to put this conversation into its proper context which is the way it needs to be viewed and there are people that say oh well this shows some kind of hidden uh, contempt for women and it shows that he's abusive to women and that he assaults women no it doesn't it doesn't show any of that this is a private conversation that donald trump had with a much younger guy, Billy Bush, who was, I think, half his age at the time. I mean, Billy wasn't a kid. He was, what, 32 or 33, and Donald was 59. But, you know, he's having a conversation with this younger guy, private conversation. I mean, he had a mic on, but he didn't think it was live. He was prepared for a, a scene to do a cameo in Days of Our Lives. And this was not meant for public consumption. And you have to actually look at the conversation. But even more importantly— Look at the scene that Donald Trump was there to film, because that scene is up on the Internet. In fact, we might put it up on our channel. But here's the interesting thing about the scene. This is a scene where the actress is throwing herself sexually at Donald Trump. She sees Donald Trump and she wants a job or she wants to be part of his organization or who knows. She wants something from Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump right and so in this scene she is the sexual aggressor right i mean she is coming on to him in a major way right she's all over him and trump is just kind of standing there and kind of ignoring it and that is the scene that he's there to film where this woman is all over Donald Trump hey take me do whatever you want with me use me as your sex toy because you know i'd like to work in in your in your company so I'm sure Billy Bush knows about the scene. And given that both of these guys understand the scene that they're about to film and that it's this very attractive woman throwing herself at Donald Trump, basically this woman is moving on Trump right in a big way. And Trump is shooting her down. Now, maybe As a result of this, they had a conversation about, hey, Donald, does this happen to you? I mean, does this happen in real life? What happens? And, And maybe they talked about that. And, you know, both of these guys are famous Uh, You know, Bush is from a very famous wealthy family. He's hosting a television show. He probably, uh, you know, gets a lot of women. And Donald, obviously, you know, maybe you have the older uh, guy trying to keep up with the younger guy. And maybe they're trading stories and they're trying to one-up each other. And then I'm sure Donald Trump said, you know, by the way, speaking about, you know, putting the moves, you know, I tried to put the moves on, uh, you know, the former host of your show and, you know, she shot me down, right? In, in this scene, I'm the one that's shooting down the girl. But in reality, I put the moves out and, I, you know, I got nowhere. You know, I tried to, I took her out furniture shopping, you know, uh, but it wouldn't work and you know i knew she was married and it was years ago and so it's ironic it's hey you know my scene this girl's all over me but you know by the way i actually put the moves on her years ago right he's talking about that he goes yes i moved on her so it's kind of like ironic in this film you know this scene she's moving on me and i'm like doing nothing but in reality you know i was all over her in that i put the moves on her years ago now we don't know how long ago it was. He had just gotten married a couple of months ago. So I'm guessing that he was single at the time that he put the moves on on this lady. But he mentions that she was married at the time, which, okay, I mean, yeah, that's kind of bad to knowingly, you know, try to, you know, put the moves on someone who you know is married. But again, you know, you don't know the details of their marriage. Was it a happy marriage? Was it on the rocks? Did they have an open relationship? I don't know. But- he said, "Look, you know, I knew she was married, but you know, I didn't care. I was really attracted to her and, you know, I put the moves on her. But then he admits that I, I didn't go. I couldn't get there. She shot me down. I admit that. You know, I tried and I failed. So he's even being honest with with Billy. He's not lying and pretending that you know he had sex with her. He's you know he's he's basically admitting no, I, nothing happened. I you know she shot me down. I tried and I failed. I crashed and burned. Like it happens even to me, even to Donald Trump. Right? I don't. I, don't, I can't get every any woman I want because I, I I didn't get this woman. But then I think where he really got into trouble is when he starts talking, more frankly, about how easy it is for a guy like Donald Trump to, to get women and some of the things that maybe he can get away with that other people can't. And, and, and there, I think he starts to exaggerate, right? Because he says, well, you know, you know, we could do anything. I mean, we could, you know, I, we could grab him by the, you know what? And I'm not going to use that word in my podcast. I've heard it enough now on television, but he says, yeah, I can, you can grab him by the, you know what? Now he is joking. There is no way that that is a serious comment. He's joking. Billy Bush is laughing. They're, They're just talking. That is what they're doing. He's not being serious. He doesn't actually do that. I doubt he's ever actually done that. I mean, I think Donald Trump knows. I think he's had enough experience with women. He knows how to seduce them, and that's not the way to do it. And, of course, when he actually meets this actress, when they actually come out of the bus and he confronts her again, he's a perfect gentleman. I mean, he doesn't want to hug her. Billy Bush is like, oh, give her a hug, right? So he's, he's not grabbing her uh, by the you-know-what He's not even trying to kiss her. Remember, in the, before he gets out of the van, he says, hey, I need a Tic Tac because, you know, sometimes I just start kissing women. So I better have a Tic Tac because I might just start kissing her. He's not being truthful. He's joking around. Is it boastful? Is it braggadocious? Yeah, it's this locker room talk, which is what he's saying. It's like guys being guys with other guys, just talking stuff that they would never say in mixed company. Now, you could say, well, Donald Trump is 59. He's too old. For that kind of talk, well, Billy Bush was 31, 32. I mean, sometimes you kind of talk down to the level of the person that you're having a conversation with. But I would admit, probably, that uh, sexually, Donald Trump maybe you know is a lot less mature, you know, because I'm sure he has a lot more opportunities than a lot of sixty-year-old guys uh, when it comes to when it comes to women, right? And obviously, that is what this uh, Days of Our Life piece was showing: this young woman throwing herself at an older guy, you know. Women are attracted to power. They're attracted to wealth. They're attracted to fame, right? Not all women. Again, I'm not going to, you know, this is a generalization, but that's reality. Donald Trump has all three. He's powerful. He's wealthy. He's famous, right? He's going to get a lot of women that your typical 60-year-old, you know, guy, you know, with a normal job who's no one heard of, right? I mean, he's not going to get the time of day, From women, I mean, this goes way back. I mean, who gets the girls in high school? Right, the the pretty girl. It's the the quarterback. The the, why? He he might not necessarily be the best looking guy in school. Maybe he doesn't have the best grades. Maybe he doesn't have the best sense of humor. But he's got status. He's the uh, he's the quarterback, and girls want that. They want that status. You know, they want it even for other girls. You know, why do you think women want these expensive handbags or things like that? You think guys care about a girl's handbag? We couldn't care less. That's so other women can see that. Hey, I've got this expensive handbag either because I could afford it or my man could buy it from me. So back off because I'm this, uh, you know, I'm with him because, look, he, he loves me so much. He bought me this handbag. Women are into status and you get status, you know a lot with the guy who chooses to be with you, right? What's a trophy wife for a man, right? A guy who's rich and successful. A trophy wife is the younger, attractive woman. That's the trophy. What's the trophy for the girl? The rich guy, the successful guy, the powerful guy, right? Anything. Look look at, look at these rock stars. I mean, some of these guys are hideous looking, yet look at the caliber of the women, at least you know physically, that they're able to get. Because they're the center of attention. They're famous. So I can imagine Donald Trump going through life rich, famous, powerful, having all sorts of women like the woman in this uh, in this TV show, just you know, throwing themselves at him. And I'm sure that Donald Trump has an easier time than most guys. He could be more forward with women. He could be more aggressive with women and get away with it. Is that sexual assault? No, not if the woman is okay with it. Not if the woman is receptive to the advances, there is a difference. Now, does he just grab them by, you know, the, you know what? Of course not. If anybody can't see that he was joking, he said that like, you remember when he said, you know, I could, I could shoot somebody and I still wouldn't lose support. Do you think he actually meant that he could shoot somebody? No, he was exaggerating to basically say, look, I can get away with a lot of stuff. That's what he's saying about women. Look, I can get away with so much. I can grab them by the, you know what, Right as a joke to kind of prove a point, but in a way that was really an exaggeration. And again, that is a lot of what you get in locker room talk. You get exaggerations. But one thing that really, really bothered me, I was watching on television, I think it was on CNN, and this woman is talking about the conversation and she keeps using the word that I'm not using, the body part that that he joked about grabbing. And she keeps saying this word over and over again. I didn't even know you could say that on, uh, on, on television, but, but she kept saying it. And this other woman who was a Trump supporter said, well, can you stop saying that word? Because, you know, my daughter might be watching this and I don't want her to hear it. And then the, the one who was bashing Trump said, well, how could you support Donald Trump? I mean, he said the word and you're defending him. So, you know, what about how, how about your daughter there? And I'm thinking and I wish she would have said this. Donald Trump said it in a private conversation. You're saying it on national television. You know that uh, people's daughters and wives are listening. Donald Trump didn't think anybody was listening but Billy Bush. And that is the important thing. I saw another one of these senators or congressmen who said, oh, you know, I can't support Donald Trump now because, you know, if anybody talked that way to my daughter or my wife, yeah, Donald Trump didn't talk that way to your daughter. He didn't talk that way to your wife. He talked that way to Billy Bush, a guy in a private conversation. Now, again, am I defending what he said in that private conversation? No. Right. I mean, have I said things in private conversations to other guys that I would not say in public, that I would not say to women? Of course. I mean, everybody has. That's what makes me so upset. Is this self-righteous, holier-than-now attitude by all these people who are acting as if this is so terrible when they have either engaged? In the same conversation, either they said words to this effect, they talked like this about women to their buddies, or their buddies talked like this about women to them, and they laughed about it. You know, even uh, Billy Bush is now being fired from his job, right, just even taking part in this conversation. Do we have to pretend that when guys are together, they don't talk like this? Is it right? No. You know, sometimes they're drinking, and, you know, obviously these guys weren't doing that. But again, I mean, what, what do women really think guys talk about? I mean, can they just talk about real estate? Is that what Donald Trump wants to talk to this guy about, real estate or the economy? I mean, he wasn't even running for office back then. He wasn't going to talk politics, right? It was either sports or it was sex. I mean, that's it, right? There's a limited, uh, you know, real subject matter that a lot of guys are going to be bantering about, especially when he's talking about somebody, talking to somebody who's 30 years younger than he is. I mean, what do these two guys have in common? Other than the fact that they both like women, probably very little. So that was some something in common they can talk about. But look, people people tell offensive jokes. I've told them an off color joke. I've told jokes that obviously that don't. I'm not a racist or a sexist. I've told joke. I've told Jewish jokes. I'm Jewish. You know, I'm not an anti-Semite, but I mean, do I tell them on a live mic? No. You know, but if you're just with a buddy and you don't, you know, you don't think it's being recorded. Look, what about girl talk? I mean, don't girls get together? And I'm you know, I'm not sure how many women listen to my podcast. It's mostly guys, but there's some, some gals out there that listen. What do you and your girlfriends talk about when there's no men around? I'm sure you say things about us that you don't really mean, you know, you certainly wouldn't say it in front of us but all right just girl talk you know you guys are you talking about things guys do the same thing is it right does it mean that we don't respect women not at all you know i think donald trump has a lot of respect for women um and, and just because he had a comment like this in a conversation look at the rest of his life look at the women in his organization, look at the women that he 's hired. Look at the daughters that he 's raised. Look at the sons that he 's raised. I pointed this out before, even in the debate, Hillary Clinton said what you know what great kids he has. I mean, can you imagine the screwed up kids that he could have had? I mean, grown up that with Donald Trump with that much money, I mean these kids could have been like Paris Hiltons or they could have been drug addicts or you know who knows what they but he, he raised some very, very good kids, men and women. And so if you look at the totality of, of Donald Trump's life and the position that he's been in, now, of course, yes, has he had a lot of experience with women? Sure, look at his wives. Look at how beautiful his wives are, his current wife, his former wife. He goes out with fashion models. The guy owns casinos. The guy owns Miss, Miss USA, Miss Universe. He's surrounded by beautiful women all the time. You know, I bet a lot of these guys are just jealous of uh, the opportunities that Trump has had, the success that he's had, both with women and in life with his business. I think he's been a very successful guy. And there are people who are going to be jealous of that success. But again, you have all these politicians that feel, oh no, if I stand up for what Trump said, somehow I'm condoning, I'm anti-woman. No, you're not. You're simply acknowledging, okay, yes, guys talk like this sometimes. They, they, They exaggerate they're a little bit of braggadocious. They, you know, they get on a run and, 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 and again, you put it in the proper context. You watch that segment that he was there to film and you figure that's what they were talking about. You know, we only saw a couple of minutes of the conversation. We don't see the entire conversation that took place in that bus that led up to that particular exchange. But I'm pretty sure that if you put it in, even in that context, that's what they were talking about. Look at the scene. Look at what was going on. And so then they start to talk about that. So what everybody needs to do is say, look, this are these are words. This is a private conversation. These are jokes. These are exaggeration. Were they off color? Was it in bad taste? Yes. But not for Billy Bush. He was the only person that was supposed to hear it. You know, they want uh, Donald Trump to apologize for a comment he made in private. What? Apologize to who? Billy Bush? I mean, how do you apologize to people who were never supposed to hear what you said? I mean, do I have to apologize for every private comment I've ever made that might have offended somebody if they heard it? I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous. And when you've got uh, an election with so much more on – On the line, especially, especially given who his opponent is. I mean, if he was running against, you know, a real devout opponent, you know, who was, you know, really a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout with a crystal clear background, but he is running against Hillary Clinton, the wife of Bill Clinton, the biggest womanizer, the biggest abuser of women probably in the history of the White House. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jack Kennedy, I mean, he would, you know, but I'm, I'm sure... You know, maybe, maybe I don't think anybody accused Jack Kennedy of rape. I mean, I, I maybe I'm wrong. I know he had a lot of women in there, but they were probably in there uh, more voluntarily. And we, we look, I'm sure there were a lot of women that Clinton was with that he didn't rape. The fact that you got four or five coming out and saying he raped me. I mean, I can imagine all the women that he had while he was president that that he didn't rape because, again, you know, a lot of women are going to be attracted to the president. That's you know, I mean, so I'm sure he was able to take advantage of, of his office to uh Get a lot of girls. You know, that's why he wants to go back, probably. You know, he figures that he wants an encore. And, you know, when people say, hey, you know, this is about Hillary. It's not about Bill. No, it's not. Because Hillary is making it about Bill. They keep talking about how it's a twofer, right? You elect her, you get him. She's trying to run on his record. And and so it's every much about about him. And if Hillary wants to say that Donald Trump is not qualified to be president because of these comments about women, well, what about her husband's actual conduct when it comes to women, what he actually did with women, you know, not what he just talked about, you know, and again, they say, oh, he's he's condoning sexual assault. No, he's not. He's not condoning sexual assault. He's not admitting to sexual assault, but Bill Clinton assaulted women and he won't even apologize for having done that. And then you have Hillary Clinton who has vilified every one of these women. You know, normally, right, Whenever a woman accuses a guy of rape, right, the feminists, the left, immediately believe the woman, right? The possibility that the woman might be lying never even crosses their mind. The guy is always guilty simply because he's been accused, right? Except when the guy being accused is Bill Clinton, in which case he's always innocent and all the women are liars, right? That's the double standard. That's the hypocrisy. So it makes no sense for anybody to be coming after Trump For this conversation, given Bill Clinton, what he's done, and what Hillary Clinton has done, just on the subject of women. And I think one of the reasons that the left and the media is trying to jump all over this is to try to minimize somehow what uh, Bill Clinton did and what Hillary Clinton did by acting as if, well, Donald Trump is just as bad. Uh, He's not just as bad. He's not even close to just as bad. And I wonder, too, if all these Republicans— who are you know just abandoning uh, Donald Trump. I wonder if this is even going to backfire. I wonder if there's going to be more people starting to feel sorry for this uh, because, hey, I mean, who among us? I mean, what guy, as I said, has not engaged in something similar uh, than Trump? I mean, probably not when you were 59. Yeah, maybe by then you grow out of this uh, conversation. But then again, a lot of us aren't uh, aren't Donald Trump, and we're not living the life of Donald Trump. Uh, But we've all had conversations like this. And I'm sure a lot of our elected leaders, a lot of our senators and congressmen, you know, have have engaged in stuff. I mean, look, I mean, it's not like, look at Anthony Weiner. And again, he's not a good example, because look, obviously, he was kicked out. But look at the kind of stuff that Anthony Weiner did. And I mean, compare that to Donald Trump. It's not even in the same in, you know, in the same ballpark. But if you imagine Wiener's the guy that got caught, imagine all the congressmen doing stuff where we don't know about it. They haven't been caught yet, right? They're still, they're still, uh, you know, getting away with it. So it's all out there, and for people to pretend that this disqualifies Trump from running for president. And also, he made these comments 11 years ago. He wasn't running for office. He was a private person, right? Um, Bill Clinton did all these things as a governor. As the president, I mean, he was in office. He was, I mean, it's so much different between actually doing the stuff that um, that Trump joked about doing and Clinton did it as president. He joked about it when running for president was the was the furthest thing from his mind. So all of this has to be put in its in its context. And I feel badly you know, that this came out, that Trump has to deal with it. But, you know, and there's probably who knows. Is there more stuff? Apparently there's some stuff because they filmed The Apprentice and there's a lot of behind the scenes a talk where, you know, they rate the women on a scale of one to ten. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? You know, I mean, what guy hasn't ranked women with his buddies? Yeah. What do you give her? What is she? A five? Is she an eight? Not, I mean, we've all done that. You know, I mean, I mean, so now anybody who's done that can't be president. So that means we can't really elect any men president, right? We just have to elect women. But again, who knows what the women are talking about? I mean, how do they rate us guys? I mean, I don't know because i have never involved in those intimate conversations with women because I'm not one. But, you know, I have been involved in conversations with guys and, you know, I know what they're like and it doesn't necessarily mean that what you say in private as a joke To try to get a laugh is what you really believe, what you really think. But, of course, all of this obscured the stuff that came out about uh, Hillary Clinton. And obviously, when they released this information, it was damage control. It was meant to deflect attention from the leaked of Hillary Clinton. And what happened with Hillary Clinton was they released the transcripts or excerpts from the transcripts from her speeches, the speeches that she gave. And she was paid... Hundreds of thousands of dollars per speech to talk to firms like Goldman Sachs. And during the campaign, Bernie Sanders kept saying, Well, release these speeches because you keep saying how tough you are on Wall Street. Okay, well, let's see what you said to Wall Street when you gave these speeches. And she refused to release the speeches for obvious reasons. And now portions of these speeches have been leaked. And of course, a lot of the people in the Clinton campaign or a lot of these surrogates are out there saying, Well, we don't even know if they're authentic. Uh, well, of course, they're authentic because if they weren't authentic, you know, why don't they just actually release the the transcripts and prove that they're not authentic? So these are authentic, and they're, they're just hoping that the rest of the speeches doesn't come out. But the most interesting comment that came out was Hillary Clinton's admission to having two positions on many issues. The public position which she takes for the voters in order to get votes and then her private position which is what she actually believes and the things that she's going to do but that she doesn't want to be honest and tell the voters that she's going to do that because then she might not get their votes right so she admits that she lies to get votes now there should be nothing shocking about that because i believe all politicians lie to get votes i mean that's it i think if you tell the truth you don't succeed in politics i think the politicians that try to be honest don't make it very far And if they get elected, they don't get reelected. I think the way you succeed in politics is by being a good liar. And the further you get in politics, the better the liar you are. And Hillary Clinton's gotten a long way, so she must have told a lot of lies. See, Donald Trump's never been in politics, right? So he didn't lie his way to the top. He just happened to get famous and rich, and now he's running for president. But normally, in order to run for president, you have to climb the political ladder. And that means you have to tell a lot of lies, and you have to be very good about it. I right? guess you have to be willing to sacrifice your principles and your honesty to get votes. So Hillary Clinton basically says something in private, and this wasn't like in a van to one guy, right? This was private in a room to a bunch of, you know, wall street executives that were paying her a lot of money, but it's still private in that setting. Right. And she says something that's truthful. She's not joking. Like, like Donald Trump was joking. This isn't locker room talk. She's being honest with these guys. Right. Now, it comes out, what is the big deal here? It's because now she's caught saying something that all these politicians, right, where well, they all do it, but they just don't admit to it. But now it's in writing where she says that, I don't tell the truth. That is a big story in that it's admitted. And of course, Donald Trump, you know, every time I was, you know, one of the things during the debate, anytime she gave an answer, he could always say, okay, well, that's your public answer. Could you share with us your private answer? We'd like to know what you really believe, not just what you think the voters want to hear. So, but this was a big story. And also, I guess her support for open borders, which again, I don't disagree with that. I'm a free trader myself. I'm not embarrassed about that. I, I, you know, that's one of the things I disagree with Trump on. I mean, we need to do something about the trade deficit. But tariffs is not necessarily the solution unless, you know, we might at this point, we might actually need tariffs uh, because, you know, it might be a better way for the government to raise revenue and help rebuild our our manufacturing. But we need to use the tariffs to replace the income tax or the payroll tax. But, you know, it's not just trade deals that we need it's not it's not better negotiating we just need fewer regulations and lower taxes and trump does talk about that because we have to rebuild these factories we just can't negotiate them back into existence this is going to be a a much more difficult thing but the point about hillary clinton is hillary clinton is saying that, oh, no, she wants to be tough on the border. She's against uh, the trade deals, too. She's against the TTP. But here in this speech, she's in favor of all that stuff. So it's more evidence that she says one thing and believes the other. It proves that she's a liar. What does this Trump tape prove? Does it prove anything that we didn't know about Donald Trump? No. I mean, so, I mean, Donald Trump, all it proves is sometimes when Donald Trump is alone with a guy— They talk about girls or women and they joke about about sex. Yeah, every guy does this. This is not news. The only thing that's news here is it happened to be caught on tape and it was leaked. But again, every single one of us has a conversation that we would be very embarrassed if it was all of a sudden all over national television. We've all said things in private that we would never say in public, that we would never say in mixed company, that we would never want our daughters to hear or our wives to hear. But that doesn't mean we don't say them in private. And we all have to admit that that's the way it is. That's the way the world is. And this is not news. What Hillary Clinton is saying is news. It is relevant To this debate and it should have a lot more attention but of course it's not as salacious as the trump story and of course the media wants to jump all over trump because they're all for hillary and you've got all these other republicans that are scared to death of touching this issue because they've got to get elected and they're worried about women and how uh they they may lose their support so they have to just you know trash trump because they have to distance themselves from these comments because they're too afraid to actually discuss them honestly because they're afraid of the sound bites, And, you know, people don't normally listen. I'm on this podcast. I can go over and over it for a lengthy period of time. You don't have a lot of time. So the easiest thing to do is just to condemn the comments, to distance yourself from it, and then say, well, I can't support Trump. Okay, well, then who are you going to support? Hillary and Bill Clinton? So you think that Donald Trump— abuses women because he jokes about it or talks about it and you want to put a far bigger abuser of women women back in the white house and you want to put the woman who condoned it but more importantly what about her economic policies these are supposedly republicans and hillary clinton is for the is for the opposite of everything they claim to believe she wants to make government bigger She wants to expand the power of government. She wants to uh, make sure that the Supreme Court completely ignores the Constitution and fulfills, you know, her politically correct liberal agenda. She wants to do all these terrible things. And these supposed Republicans are like, well, okay, yes, we'd rather have that than a guy uh, who who jokes about uh, being aggressive with women, uh, you know, in in a van with another guy. And, And even to the extent that Donald Trump, yes, maybe he does is a little bit more forward with women than most people. So what? So what? And I'm sure if the women tells Donald Trump, back off, you know, know, I'm not interested, I'm sure he backs off because there's plenty of women that are interested. Why would he have to pursue somebody who's not interested when there's so many women who are just like the actress was portrayed in this soap opera? You know, If anything, where's the outrage at the soap opera? Why are they portraying women like this? Why are they showing a woman, an attractive woman, trying to use sex and trying to use her body in order to get a job, right? Hollywood is doing that. That was on national television. Where's the outrage at Hollywood for portraying women like that? And of course, the truth is there are women that are like that. That's the reality of it all, that, you know, that is the other elephant in the room, That people don't want to acknowledge. But let me um let me get into just some of the highlights of the the debate itself, because I thought that Donald Trump did an excellent job in this debate of really turning the tables on Hillary Clinton. I thought one of the, the better lines is that he talked about all the money that Hillary Clinton has made, the hundreds of millions of dollars that she and her husband have earned. And again, what did they do? Did they start a business? Did they employ anybody? Did they invent a product? Did they provide some kind of unique service? No, they peddled their influence. They sold out their country for quick bucks, right? They made all this money. But then Donald Trump says, how much money did you put into your own campaign? I've put in $100 million. I'm financing my campaign. How much money did you put into your campaign? Nothing, not a nickel. They have put none of their own money into their campaign. And uh, Donald Trump asked her, why is it that you haven't contributed any money into your campaign? And she ignored the question, never answered it. The moderators didn't say, hey, why don't you answer that question? In fact, half the time Trump was debating Hillary, the other half he was debating the moderators. I mean, he would say something and then they would try to argue with him. That's Hillary's job. Right. It's like the judge sits back and judges. The judge is not there to prosecute the case. He's not supposed to argue you know, but these guys were obviously biased. And Trump, you know, Trump could see that, but she never answered the question. And I, I can answer that question. In fact, I answered it in a tweet. You know, Hillary Clinton does not put any money into her campaign for the same reason that bank robbers don't make deposits. Hillary is in this to make money. She's in it for herself. She doesn't want to spend money becoming president. She wants to make money being president. I mean, think of all the money she made being a senator. Think of all the money she made because she was secretary of state. I mean, she's going to clean up, you know, as president. You know, so this is all about Hillary. That's why she doesn't want to spend any of her own money, right? She wants to take all the lobbyists' money, and then she's going to do their bidding. But another part of it I thought was particularly effective was when Donald Trump really nailed her for her conduct uh, of destroying the emails, particularly in the face of a court order. And he talked about the fact that, hey, if I'm president, I am going to appoint a special prosecutor to look into this. And then later on, he kind of joked. She said something. He said, you know, yeah, you'll be in jail. Right. And I thought this, these are great comments because, you know, from my perspective, Hillary Clinton going to jail is reason enough for me to want to vote for Donald Trump because I'd like to see her in jail. Maybe her husband, too. Maybe they can they can share herself. But the most amazing thing was the way CNN chose to react to this, because all the coverage on CNN was how this means Donald Trump is like Adolf Hitler or or Stalin Right. That he wants to throw his political opponents in jail, that he threatened to put Hillary in jail if he wins like a dictator. I mean, that is not what he did. He didn't say, if I become president, I'm going to throw you in jail. No, he didn't. He said, I don't I think what you did was illegal. And if I'm president, I will make sure that there is a special prosecutor to look into it. And if he finds reason to prosecute, he will. And then she's only going to go to jail if a jury uh, convicts her legally he didn't say if i win i'm going to take you like a dictator and throw you in a in a in a stalag you know in a gulag and i'm going to leave you there in fact what would a real what would stalin do he wouldn't just put her in jail stalin would kill her <laughs> right i mean to try to compare donald trump to stalin and hitler you know that's offensive i'm a jew that's offensive to me as a jew comparing this guy to adolf hitler Yet somehow it's okay for CNN to compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler, but it's not okay for him to have a conversation 11 years ago that he thought was private where he's joking about women and about sex and somehow, oh, this is this terrible thing that disqualifies him from being president. I say that CNN should be disqualified from journalism if they're going to try to make this leap. And look at all the articles they're writing. So, you know, we have to keep all this stuff in perspective. It's what... It's what people do versus what Donald Trump may have said in that conversation. And the, the level of proportionality is totally blown out of proportion with respect to Donald Trump's words and everybody else's actions, going all the way on up from Bill and Hillary to now the way you know the media is trying to spin this. And look at the coverage that we had over the weekend. This is all they talked about. You know, and one Republican after another vilifying these statements and how these are terrible statements. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. We all know that the language was inappropriate because it was in private and it was told as a joke. But now... All these other people want to talk and use this language in public, on television, where little kids can watch it, where your daughter can see it, where your mother can see it. Whose fault is it? It's not Donald Trump's fault that all this stuff is now out in the open because he had this private conversation. He's not the one that chose to bring it public. I mean, he's the last person that would have wanted to bring this public. So you have all these people bringing it public and then saying, oh, this is so terrible that you're using this language. No, what's so terrible is that they're showing it over and over and over again and talking about it over and over again as if this is really the defining issue of the campaign when it's not because in that debate when donald trump starts to talk about the economy that's when he really shines that's the last thing that hillary clinton wants to do is have a discussion about the real issues her hope of winning is it to keep this about about non-issues about which candidate is has done or said things that that are more offensive to women i mean that's that's the idea here but again I don't see how Hillary wins that battle. You talk about when you're in a glass house, you can't throw stones. I mean, she's living in the biggest glass house of all. And of course, you know, now this election is important to her because if she's not in the White House, she's probably going to end up in the big house. But I think Trump nailed her on the economy, especially when he talked about the inner cities and African Americans and Hispanics. What is Hillary Clinton going to do? More empty promises. Yes, vote for me. I'm going to make things better. We're going to have better jobs. You're going to have better education. The Democrats have been singing this song since the Great Society programs, uh, since the war on poverty, and poverty won, and the inner cities lost. Uh, Liberal policies have destroyed these inner cities. You have widespread poverty, widespread unemployment, rampant crime, and Hillary is promising what? Four more years of that. That's why Donald Trump is saying, hey, what do you got to lose? I mean, don't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Don't be crazy. Try something different. Try voting for Donald Trump, because maybe, maybe it's going to be different, right? You're not electing a pope. I'm not a choir boy. Yes, I've said things that I'm not proud of. I'm not a career politician. But- I'm different. It's because I'm not a career politician. It's because I'm a businessman that maybe, just maybe, I know what's wrong with Washington and I know what we need to do to solve our economic problems. And you know, Donald Trump doesn't need to be president. This is not his lifelong ambition like Hillary Clinton. He's probably achieved all the things that he set out to achieve. He has it all. He has fame. He has fortune. He has a beautiful wife. He has fantastic kids. You know. This is not something that he needs. you think Donald Trump needs to have to look at this, uh, uh, this video every day? This is not what he wants. He's actually doing something for the country, I believe. We know whether or not he's going to ultimately do everything right or not, but I believe he sincerely wants to help, and he's sincerely doing this for the right reasons. In fact, when he comes out and says, hey, now I'm a politician, he's not really a politician. Just because you're running for office doesn't make you a politician. You could say he's a statesman. Hillary, Hillary is a politician. She's a lifelong politician in politics with her husband, and the things that she has had to say and do to get to the top are despicable. And, you know, she keeps saying, oh, I don't want to take the low road, right? When they, when they go low, you go high. She's never gone high. It's all low. When they go low, she goes lower, right? And, and so this, this debate, I thought, again, hands down, I thought Trump won this debate. I think that he looked a lot more presidential. I think he did a very good job of deflecting uh, this controversy and trying to bring it on the issue and to shine a bigger light on the hypocrisy of the Clintons and of the left trying to even make this an issue, given the alternative, given it's either Donald Trump or the Clintons, and if you're going to make it about who has treated women worse— Then clearly, you'd vote for Trump because the Clintons have done much worse things to women than what Donald Trump talked about doing in a joking manner, putting that stuff in perspective. But so I I think this is a great uh, debate for Trump. We'll see what happens the third time. You know, the other thing that bothers me, too, about all these guys that are saying, you know, they're not going to vote for Trump, all these Republicans, none of them has come out and said, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. And again, Gary Johnson is not perfect. Um, you know, I didn't support Gary Johnson when he ran for president. I supported Ron Paul, but I did vote for him as a libertarian. Uh, and I I would still vote for him unless Connecticut was in play. If I thought Connecticut was going to be close, I'd vote for Trump. If I think that Clinton's going to win, you know, in a landslide, I'll vote for Johnson, mainly because, too, I want the the, the libertarians to get 5 percent vote because that means they get federal funds in 2020. And again, is this, some people say, hey, this is hypocrisy. Why do I want the federal government spending money? Look, they're going to waste money anyway. So why not spend some of it on helping to get a libertarian elected? Because if we get a libertarian elected, we can massively cut government spending. And so obviously it's a good return on our investment, but it would be nice to have to level the playing field a little bit. I mean, you know, they don't even mention that in these debates. I wish the topic would come up. Maybe Trump could bring it up. Even it's like, Hey, The debates are rigged. Where is Gary Johnson? Where is Jill Stein? Yeah, they're not 15% of the polls, but so what? They're there. You've got so many Americans who want a third choice. Way more than 15% of Americans say they wish there was another choice. And you have many states where Gary Johnson is way above 15%. And there's certain demographics where he's way above 15%. You know, why can't he be in these debates? These debates are a sham because, really, the the Commission on Presidential Debates, their main goal— is to make sure that the winner is either a Democrat or a Republican. The problem this time is that you got Donald Trump, who has infiltrated the Republican Party. So he's not really like a Republican. He's in there. He got in through that door, and he's in those debates. But he represents, in my opinion, the type of change that the Commission on Presidential Debates really doesn't want. See, the powers that be, even some of the Republicans, would rather see Hillary Clinton win, because at least it preserves uh, that 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 status quo of the establishment because donald trump is anti-establishment and i think the establishment jumping all over him from this may in fact even you know backfire and create some sympathy uh for for donald trump <laughs>
1: Today's financial advisors behave like pro-wrestling TV commentators. They scream that the recovery is strong, debt is manageable, inflation is low, and that the Federal Reserve has everything under control. If you live in the United States and have $25,000 or more to invest, call 800 727 7922. That's 800 727 7922. Non U.S. residents access similar strategies through Euro Pacific Bank at EuropacBank.com. Euro Pacific Capital and Euro Pacific Bank are affiliated companies.
0: Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and long before foreign governments were buying gold, I urged my clients to put 5 to 10 percent of their portfolios into physical precious metals.